Unraveling Prosperity, Exploring Islamic Finance's Role in India's Financial Landscape Welcome to the Islamic Finance Research Podcast. Hello, listeners, whether you are exploring Islamic finance as a Muslim seeking ethical investments or a non-Muslim, intrigued by alternative financial principles, this podcast is your compass. I'm Zed Haji, your host, and we're about to embark on an enlightening journey through the world of finance guided by Islamic values. From dissecting market dynamics to discussing investment avenues, we're here to unravel the intricacies while fostering understanding and inclusion. Join us as we navigate the intersection of ethics and economics, offering insights that resonate with all backgrounds. So. Buckle up as we explore the fascinating realm where finance meets faith. Welcome to the Islamic Finance Research Podcast, your window into a more conscientious financial world. Welcome to a discussion that explores a transformative concept. One that has the potential to reshape India's financial landscape in profound ways, why India needs Islamic finance. In a world where financial systems are evolving and ethical considerations are gaining momentum, integrating Islamic finance principles into India's economy is significant. Imagine a financial ecosystem that places ethical values at the core of its operations. Where profits are aligned with social responsibility and financial transactions are guided by principles of fairness and inclusivity. This is the essence of Islamic finance, a system rooted in the principles of Sharia law that seeks to bridge the gap between economic aspirations and ethical considerations. As India continues its journey of economic growth, there is an increasing recognition of the need for financial practices that drive prosperity and reflect its population's diverse cultural and ethical values. Islamic finance offers a unique approach that resonates with transparency, shared prosperity, and responsible investment. This discussion will delve into the reasons behind India's growing interest in Islamic finance. We will explore its potential benefits for the Muslim population and the country. We will address the practical implications of incorporating Islamic finance principles and how they align with India's economic goals. Through this exploration, we aim to show why India should consider welcoming Islamic finance an integral part of its financial framework. So, remain with us as we uncover the reasons, possibilities, and potential impact of embracing Islamic finance in the Indian context. Together, we will navigate the intricate pathways of finance, ethics, and economic growth. Striving to understand how India can harness the power of ethical finance to create a more inclusive and prosperous future for all. Let's delve into the details and present a convincing case for Indian authorities to welcome Islamic finance. 1. Building the framework, crafting the legal landscape. Imagine Islamic finance as a new player in the financial field. Just like a new game needs its own rules, Islamic finance requires a regulatory framework that accommodates its principles while coexisting with existing financial laws. This isn't about rewriting the rulebook but adding a new chapter aligning with ethical values. Why Indian authorities should welcome it 
Introducing specific legislation or guidelines for Islamic finance assures authorities that this isn't a disruption but a harmonious expansion promoting ethical financial practices. It's a step toward creating a diverse financial ecosystem where everyone can access ethical financial options regardless of their beliefs. 2. Guardians of Ethics Introducing the Sharia Board Imagine a team of ethical advisors overseeing the financial game to ensure everyone plays fair. That's what a Sharia Board is, a group of scholars who ensure financial products adhere to Islamic values. Think of them as referees, ensuring that all financial moves align with fairness and integrity principles. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, a Sharia board's presence gives assurance that Islamic finance isn't a lone endeavor, it's a collaborative effort to bring ethics into finance. It showcases a commitment to transparency and ethical compliance. Welcoming a Sharia board demonstrates a willingness to accommodate diverse financial perspectives while ensuring they uphold ethical standards. 3. Banking with Values, Embracing Islamic Financial Institutions Imagine banks that are not just money-making machines but ethical partners in financial growth. Islamic banks operate on principles that resonate with ethics. They avoid interest-based transactions, instead focusing on shared profits and losses. This isn't just about banking, it's about ethical financial partnerships. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, Islamic banks are not a threat to existing banks, they're a complementary addition that offers a different way to approach finances. By welcoming Islamic banks, authorities encourage healthy competition and financial inclusivity. It's an opportunity to extend banking services to those who seek ethical financial options. 4. Investments with Integrity – Exploring Islamic Investment Funds Imagine investments that align with your values, like contributing to clean energy or sustainable technology. Islamic investment funds offer precisely that. They prioritize ethical sectors, investing in projects that resonate with investors' beliefs. This isn't just about profits, it's about investing with purpose. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, Islamic investment funds aren't a separate investment universe but a bridge between ethical principles and financial growth. By introducing these funds, authorities encourage a responsible investment culture. It invites investors to support sectors that benefit society while gaining returns. 5. Bonds of a different kind, entering the sukuk market. Imagine bonds representing tangible assets, owning a part of a road or a hospital. That's Sukuk, Islamic bonds. These bonds fund projects for the greater good. This isn't just about profits, it's about channeling investments toward developments that benefit communities. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, the Sukuk market isn't about financial maneuvers, it's about channeling investments toward essential projects like infrastructure and public services. By facilitating the Sukuk market, authorities can fund projects that have a tangible positive impact on society. 6. Money with Meaning – Fostering Ethical Investment and Financing Imagine a financial world where profits are achieved through ethical investments. Ethical investments support sectors like renewable energy, healthcare, and technology, reflecting sustainability principles.
This isn't about making money, it's about making a difference. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, fostering ethical investments isn't about diverting funds but redirecting funds for a more significant impact. By encouraging ethical investment and financing. Authorities support businesses that contribute positively to society while offering investors a chance to align their values with their financial decisions. 7. Knowledge is power, educating the masses. Imagine a population that understands the ethical side of finance. This education isn't about complex jargon, it's about breaking down terms and concepts into relatable information. It empowers individuals to make informed financial decisions that resonate with their beliefs. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, educational initiatives are a bridge between principles and practice. By fostering awareness and understanding, authorities can ensure citizens can navigate ethical financial options. It empowers individuals, fostering a financially responsible society. 8. Beyond Finance, Nurturing the Halal Industry Think beyond profits, think about values. Nurturing the halal industry isn't just about financial growth, it's about catering to ethical and dietary preferences. By certifying products as halal, authorities demonstrate a commitment to values beyond the financial realm. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, supporting the halal industry isn't just about catering to a particular group, it's about fostering diversity and inclusivity. It is committed to respecting various cultural and ethical preferences, making India a welcoming environment. 9. Education for all, establishing learning centers. Imagine knowledge hubs that train individuals in ethical finance. These centers aren't just about education, they're about creating a pool of professionals who understand the nuances of ethical finance, enabling the growth of the sector. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, educational centers aren't just about producing professionals and nurturing a specialized workforce catering to diverse financial needs. By establishing these centers, authorities invest in ethical finances present and future. 10. Supporting change, government backing and international partnerships. Imagine a partnership where governments and international entities collaborate to promote ethical finance. Government incentives signal that Islamic finance isn't just a trend, it's a supported journey toward ethical financial practices. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, government backing isn't about favoring one form of finance, it's about fostering a financially inclusive environment. International partnerships enrich the dialogue, allowing India to learn from global experiences and present itself as a progressive financial hub. 11. Keeping watch, monitoring and reviewing progress. Monitoring progress isn't about surveillance but ensuring that ethical finance thrives. Just as a gardener tends to a sapling, authorities can nurture ethical finance by reviewing its growth, transparency, and adherence to principles. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, monitoring isn't a sign of skepticism, it's a sign of commitment. By regularly evaluating the performance of Islamic finance practices, authorities demonstrate a dedication to ethical standards and financial stability. 12. A transition over time, gradual integration. 
Imagine a smooth transition to a financial world that resonates with your beliefs. Islamic finance isn't a sudden disruption. It's a gradual integration that allows citizens to embrace ethical financial options at their own pace. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, gradual integration acknowledges that change takes time. By allowing citizens to explore ethical finance options, authorities ensure a more inclusive financial landscape that caters to diverse preferences. 13. Voices that matter, involving the people. Imagine a collaborative approach where scholars, experts, religious leaders, and the public collectively shape the future of finance. This journey isn't just for authorities, it's for everyone who believes in ethical financial practices. Why Indian authorities should welcome it, involving stakeholders isn't about seeking approval, it's about fostering a sense of ownership and participation. By involving various voices, authorities ensure that Islamic finance represents the values and aspirations of the entire society. In embracing Islamic finance, Indian authorities signal that they're not just regulators but facilitators of a financial ecosystem that values ethics, principles, and inclusivity. It's not about favoring one approach over another, it's about creating a holistic financial environment that caters to the diverse values and beliefs of the Indian population. A compelling exploration of the challenges within the Indian financial system and the potential solutions that Islamic finance can offer. We are about to dive into a discussion that uncovers the drawbacks of the Indian financial landscape and how the principles of Islamic finance could be a game-changer. Imagine a world where borrowing money doesn't mean piling up burdensome interest rates, financial services are accessible, corruption is minimized, and investment is directed towards societal benefit. This is the vision Islamic finance brings to the table, a vision that could address some of the most pressing issues within India's financial system. Let's begin by shining a light on the drawbacks that plague the Indian financial system. 1. High interest rates. In India, interest rates can feel like a heavy anchor, making it challenging for businesses to expand and for individuals to access loans without crippling debt. For instance, imagine trying to start a business but being deterred by the overwhelming interest payments. This issue also extends to personal loans, affecting education, healthcare, and homeownership. 2. Lack of financial inclusion. Picture a scenario where a significant portion of the population is excluded from formal financial services. Individuals can save, invest, or even protect their hard-earned money with bank accounts or credit cards. This exclusion keeps them trapped in a cycle of financial insecurity. 3. High levels of debt. Envision families burdened with high debt levels, leaving them vulnerable to economic shocks. Whether it's a sudden job loss or an economic downturn, the weight of debt can turn these situations into full-blown crises. 4. Lack of transparency. Imagine an opaque financial system where investors and businesses lack the information they need to make informed decisions. This lack of transparency creates uncertainty, stifling growth and discouraging investment. 5. Corruption. Think of a system tainted by corruption, where bribery and unethical practices thrive. This corrupt environment hampers businesses, stifles investment, and undermines economic progress.
Enter Islamic Finance, a potential solution that addresses these drawbacks. 1. Providing alternative financing options, Islamic Finance bans interest, offering alternative financing options that are both affordable and ethical. Imagine businesses and individuals being able to borrow money without the burden of high interest rates, making financial ventures more viable. 2. Promoting financial inclusion, Islamic finance is rooted in shared risk and reward. This inclusivity means that even those traditionally excluded can access financial services tailored to their needs, fostering a more inclusive economy. 3. Encouraging investment, Islamic finance invests in productive activities that benefit society, picture investments in renewable energy, education, and healthcare sectors, driving economic growth and job creation. 4. Promoting transparency, Islamic finance thrives on transparency and ethical principles. Imagine a financial system where trust and confidence are paramount, making it easier for investors and businesses to navigate. 5. Reducing corruption, Islamic finance categorically prohibits corruption, creating an environment where businesses compete on a level playing field. Imagine an economy free from the grip of bribery and unethical practices. However, it's essential to acknowledge that while Islamic finance holds promise, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. Challenges abound. 1. Lack of awareness. Imagine people unfamiliar with the benefits and workings of Islamic finance. This lack of awareness among the general public and financial professionals hinders its adoption. 2. Lack of regulation. Picture a field still evolving in regulation. The absence of clear guidelines can create obstacles for Islamic financial institutions and the products they offer. 3. Lack of qualified professionals. Envision a shortage of qualified experts in Islamic finance. This shortage can impact the quality of Islamic financial institutions' services and products. 4. High costs. Islamic financial products sometimes have higher costs than conventional ones. This might deter those seeking the most affordable options. Despite these challenges, there is a growing interest in Islamic finance in India. The government has initiated steps to promote it, setting up working groups and issuing guidelines. With the proper support, collaboration, and education, Islamic finance is crucial to addressing the pitfalls of India's financial system. Remain with us as we delve deeper into each of these aspects. Exploring how Islamic finance can offer solutions that not only address the shortcomings of the Indian financial landscape but also pave the way for a more inclusive, transparent, and ethical financial future for all. This insightful discussion sheds light on a critical issue India's economy grapples with, its mounting national debt. In this episode, we'll break down the complexities of this problem in a way that's easy to understand and explore how the principles of Islamic finance could offer a fresh perspective and potential solutions. Picture thus, India's national debt, as of March 31, 2023, amounts to a staggering 155.6 lakh rupees crore, that's around 2.1 trillion United States dollars, which is equivalent to about 57.1% of the country's GDP. But what's driving this upward trajectory in debt? Let's delve into the factors. 
1. Increased government spending. Imagine the government embarking on major infrastructure projects, funding social welfare programs, and bolstering its defense capabilities. While these initiatives are essential for progress, they also contribute to higher government spending. 2. Lower tax revenue. Envision a scenario where tax revenue collection faces obstacles. This can be due to the informal economy or tax evasion, resulting in reduced funds flowing into the government's coffers. 3. Economic slowdown. Visualize a period where the economy experiences a slowdown, causing a dent in tax revenue and simultaneously necessitating increased government spending to stimulate growth. Now, let's take a closer look at the repercussions of this mounting debt. 1. Higher interest rates. Think of the government needing to borrow more money, but at higher interest rates. This makes borrowing expensive for businesses and individuals and can strain the government's finances. 2. Reduced economic growth. Imagine a situation where the heavy debt burden forces the government to trim spending on vital investments and crucial infrastructure projects. This belt-tightening approach could lead to a slowdown in economic growth. 3. Financial crisis. Consider a worst-case scenario where the government struggles to meet its debt obligations, potentially leading to a financial crisis. This can have ripple effects on the entire economy, affecting businesses, jobs, and individual livelihoods. Amidst these challenges, what can Islamic finance bring to the table? Let's explore the potential solutions. 1. Responsible financing. Islamic finance, which prohibits interest, offers an alternative approach to borrowing and lending. Imagine a system where borrowing money doesn't entail excessive interest payments, allowing businesses and individuals to access funds more responsibly. 2. Ethical investments. Envision an economic landscape where investments are channeled into sectors that benefit society, such as healthcare, education, and sustainable infrastructure. This can foster economic growth while addressing critical needs. 3. Shared risk and reward. Islamic finance is grounded in shared risk and reward. Imagine financial arrangements where both the lender and the borrower share in the outcomes, fostering a sense of mutual benefit. In the Indian context, the government is already taking steps to tackle the high debt levels. 1. Increasing tax revenue. Visualize the government ramping up efforts to collect taxes more effectively, minimizing evasion, and broadening the tax base to ensure a steady revenue stream. 2. Reducing government spending. Envision the government to scrutinize expenditures and trim non-essential spending to create a leaner budget. 3. Fostering economic growth. Picture the government investing in critical areas like infrastructure and education to stimulate economic growth and expand revenue sources. While these measures are steps in the right direction, it's essential to acknowledge that the challenge of India's national debt will take time to resolve. However, with a combination of responsible financial practices, ethical investments, and a commitment to addressing the root causes, there's hope that the trajectory can be steered towards a more sustainable and prosperous future. Remain with us as we explore the nuances of this complex issue, discuss the potential of Islamic finance as a solution, and delve into the actions that the Indian government is taking to navigate these economic waters. 
Imagine India's economy is a vast puzzle, with every piece representing a financial obligation the government owes. As of March 31, 2023, these pieces have stacked up to a whopping 155.6 lakh rupees crore, equivalent to about 2.1 trillion United States dollars or a staggering 57.1% of the country's GDP. But why is this matter of escalating debt a cause for worry? Let's untangle the web. 1. Higher interest rates, picture yourself wanting to borrow money, like taking out a loan for a new home. But imagine having to repay that loan with hefty interest payments. This is the burden the government faces when it borrows at high interest rates due to its elevated debt levels. Such high costs can cascade effects on businesses and individuals, making borrowing more expensive. 2. Slower economic growth, envision the government to tighten its purse strings to repay the debt. It may reduce investments in sectors like education, healthcare, and infrastructure. As a result, economic growth could slow down, impacting everyone's standard of living. 3. The cloud of financial crisis. Now, let's paint a worst-case scenario where the government struggles to meet its debt obligations. Imagine the potential domino effect. A sharp drop in the currency's value, spiraling inflation, and widespread unemployment. The financial stability of the entire nation hangs in the balance. It's not just about the present, India's future is also at stake. The weight of a hefty debt burden can limit the government's ability to respond effectively to economic shocks, like a sudden recession or a natural disaster. Think of it as a heavy backpack that hampers quick maneuverability when unexpected hurdles arise. So, why has the government yet to take swift action to address this issue? Picture a complex landscape where solutions aren't one-size-fits-all. Initiatives like increasing tax revenue and reducing government spending are underway but require time to show significant impact. It's a delicate balancing act. While curbing spending is vital, the government must also tread carefully not to stifle growth or exacerbate existing problems. As you've heard, the implications of India's debt burden are far-reaching. The idea of high interest rates, slower growth, or even a financial crisis can stir anxiety and uncertainty among the populace. It's a reminder that financial stability is crucial for the economy and each individual's well-being. The weight of the debt, like a cloud hanging over the nation, can evoke a sense of unease about the future. Now, why is Islamic finance relevant in this context? Picture a fresh approach to financing that prioritizes ethical investments, shared risk, and responsible financial practices. Islamic finance prohibits the burden of excessive interest, fostering a more equitable financial ecosystem. Imagine if this approach was woven into India's economic fabric, potentially lightening the load of the debt burden and offering a path toward more sustainable economic growth. As we delve deeper into this intricate topic, remain with us in exploring the complexities of India's debt challenges, the potential consequences of an action, and the role that Islamic finance could play in shaping a brighter financial future for the nation. Step into the shoes of a hard-working individual striving to make an honest living while adhering to their religious beliefs. 
Imagine you are a devout Muslim living in India, and you've encountered a problem with deep-rooted implications for your income and faith. This is a story of the clash between financial realities and religious principles. Picture this, you are a skilled professional seeking employment, but the landscape is dominated by industries that operate on a system of interest, also known as RIBA. Banks, financial institutions, government organizations, and even the stock market revolve around this concept. Now, what's the fuss about interest? Interest is the extra money you pay when you borrow or earn when you lend it. While it might seem like a normal part of the financial world, Islamic teachings are at odds. In the Quran, the holy book of Islam, explicit verses deem interest as haram or forbidden. For instance, in Surah Al-Baqarah chapter 2, verses 275 and 279, it stated that those who persist in dealing with interest are at odds with Allah's guidance. So, imagine the dilemma. You are a devout Muslim guided by the Quran's teachings. You're keen to earn a livelihood that aligns with your faith. But the opportunities around you are often tied to industries that conflict with your religious principles. Consider a young professional named Aisha. She's a skilled accountant, but all the major accounting firms she aspires to work for are deeply entrenched in interest-based finance. She knows that her earnings in such an environment would be considered haram by her religious beliefs. Or take the case of Samir, an eager investor looking to grow his wealth. He knows that investing in the stock market could yield significant returns, but most companies listed there engage in practices involving interest. Samir faces a moral crossroads, can he invest his hard-earned money in a way that aligns with his faith? Now. Here's where the conversation becomes even more intriguing. Imagine the possibilities if Islamic finance principles were deeply embedded in India's financial landscape. Imagine if Aisha could work for an Islamic bank that operates without interest and if Samir could invest in businesses that align with his religious values. Islamic finance offers a potential solution that bridges the gap between financial aspirations and religious commitments. Imagine banks and financial institutions that operate on profit-sharing and ethical investment principles adhering to the teachings of the Quran. Imagine a stock market where companies are evaluated not just on their financial performance but also on their adherence to Islamic values. So, as we dive into the depths of this issue, let's explore the challenges faced by Indian Muslims who strive to earn a livelihood without compromising their faith. Let's delve into the Quranic references that guide their beliefs and decisions. And let's ponder the transformative power of Islamic finance to create an economic environment that doesn't just serve financial goals but nourishes the soul as well. In the tapestry of Islamic teachings, few subjects are as unequivocally addressed as the matter of interest, or riba. The Quran, the holy book of Islam resounds with verses that paint a vivid picture of the spiritual and ethical implications of engaging in interest-based transactions. Consider these verses as a beacon illuminating the path of financial ethics. Chapter 2, verse 275, Those who eat riba will not stand except like the one whom shaitan has possessed by touch. That is because they say, 
trade is like riba but allah has permitted trade and forbidden riba so whoever has received a warning from his lord and stops shall have what has passed and his affair is up to allah but whoever returns to it then those are the dwellers of the fire they will abide therein eternally this verse underscores the stark contrast between ethical trade and the detrimental nature of interest it likens those entangled in interest to someone under the sway of shaitan a powerful metaphor highlighting the spiritual peril of such transactions it affirms that interest is unequivocally forbidden while trade is permissible and blessed chapter 3 verse 130 oh you who have believed fear allah and give up what remains due of riba if you are indeed believers This verse serves as a call to believers, urging them to renounce any involvement in interest. It is a clear reminder that those who genuinely believe should heed this prohibition and distance themselves from riba. Chapter 4, verse 161, and do not eat up one another's wealth unjustly or transfer it to others wrongfully, giving to one less than its due while you have abundance. Here The Quran denounces the unjust appropriation of wealth, underscoring that the deliberate extraction of wealth from one another through deceitful means is against the principles of fairness and compassion. Chapter 29, verse 46, and do not eat up your property among yourselves for vanities, nor give it to the rulers so that they may increase their wealth through it, and you know that it is unlawful. This verse highlights the insidious nature of economic exploitation and manipulation. It discourages transactions driven by vanity and warns against contributing to the ill-gotten wealth of rulers. It unequivocally labels such actions as unlawful. These verses affirm the prohibition of interest and caution against the ethical pitfalls of unjust economic practices. They remind us that our financial choices carry a weight that transcends this world, extending into the realms of the hereafter. It's important to acknowledge that interpretations of these verses vary among scholars. Some emphasize the distinction between interest and ethical trade, while others adopt a more comprehensive stance against all forms of interest. As individuals, we are called to reflect upon these teachings, engage in informed discourse, and make choices that align with our understanding of these principles. The lessons drawn from these verses provide a powerful testament to the importance of ethical financial conduct in Islam. They echo within the chambers of faith and resonate with the universal values of fairness, compassion, and social responsibility. As we conclude this enlightening podcast, it's evident that Islamic finance holds the potential to reshape India's financial landscape by aligning economic aspirations with ethical considerations. By embracing transparency, shared prosperity, and responsible investment, India can create a diverse financial ecosystem that caters to the values and beliefs of its diverse population. The journey involves crafting a regulatory framework fostering awareness and nurturing stakeholder collaboration as india embraces islamic finance it paves the way for an era of ethical and inclusive financial practices enriching the nation's economic tapestry as we anchor this voyage through islamic finance we extend sincere gratitude for embarking on this journey with us 
Your curiosity ignites the flames of exploration into ethical finance and investment, guiding us through uncharted waters. Our compass remains steady, committed to illuminating the path ahead. Keep the flame alive by exploring our website's curated stock research reports aligned with the principles of Islam. For those seeking deeper engagement, consider joining us on Patreon, where your support fosters podcast growth and enriches your financial acumen. With heartfelt appreciation for your time, questions, and unwavering companionship, we part ways for now. Until our paths converge again, let the beacons of knowledge, ethics, and prosperity illuminate your financial voyage.